thousand to multiple millions. But Maggie Mahoney of the Tobacco Control Legal Consortium says regulators needed to act. Mahoney's group works with public health departments, and she says there's growing evidence that young people are getting hooked to nicotine-containing e-cigarettes. There may be a perception that the products are safer because you're not burning tobacco like you would with a cigarette. The FDA says its new rules will help change those perceptions. Here's Health and Human Services Secretary Sylvia Burwell in an online video message this morning. Consumers will gain access to information and risks associated with these new products will be clearer and easier to understand. Still, the e-cigarette industry isn't ready to give in. Attorney Phil Damon, who's part of an industry coalition, hopes to prevent the FDA's new rules from taking effect. We feel the FDA has overstepped its bounds, and we would expect legal action to be forthcoming. In addition, Damon says they'll be lobbying legislators to change the law. I'm Nova Safo for Marketplace. Tomorrow, to most of you, is Friday. Tomorrow, to people in my line of work, is the third Friday after the conclusion of the reference week, i.e. the week which includes the 12th of the month. We, though, like to just call it Jobs Day around here. The April unemployment report lands at 8.30 Washington time, which is a very long way of saying... Wall Street today was a snoozer, man. What with everybody waiting for that report? We'll have the details when we do the numbers. are the facts as we know them. A low-income community, contaminated with lead, tens of thousands of people at risk, and a slow, at best, government response. It could be Flint, yes, but I'm talking about the East L.A. neighborhood of Boyle Heights, where a battery recycling plant sent for decades, and where the resulting lead contamination has spread into the soil of neighborhood yards nearby. Recently, $176 million was earmarked for cleanup, which sounds like a win until you find out how much there is to do. Marketplace's Jed Kim reports. There are right ways and wrong ways to approach the people who live around the former Exide Technologies plant. The area is heavily industrial, its residents largely Latino, many of them poor. Even just getting to a front door isn't easy. Protective fences surround a lot of houses, lots of dogs. Jessica Prieto knows how to get a homeowner's attention, though. She just taps her fences with a pen or a clipboard. So this is how you knock? Yeah, just in case they have dogs. Once she's got their attention, there's the hook. Information they really need. Hi, I'm registering residents to have their soil tested for possible lead contamination. Prieto is with the group East Yard Communities for Environmental Justice. She signed up a few people today. Not bad for a weekday. Uh, that's fine. Usually during the outreach events that we have, those are like when we get the most, um signatures. So that's a right way. A wrong way would be approaching a resident with a microphone, like I did. Oh, I'm not going to go on your radio. I, I'm, uh, it's no, a public radio show. Are you sure? Know, yeah, no, no, I didn't want to go on your radio. Okay. There are lots of other wrong ways to go about getting this community's trust. First off, there's the whole contaminating homes with lead thing possibly 10,000 within a 1.7 mile radius. That's what the battery recycler is accused of. Exide didn't respond to requests for interview. The California government has also made mistakes. 
the Department of Toxic Substances Control, allowed the company to operate for decades on an essentially obsolete permit. Gladys Limon is an attorney with Communities for a Better Environment. The pattern of conduct of the agency in our mind shows that they have clearly prioritized business interests over securing the health and safety of these communities, which is their mission. That's a problem because the agency is now in charge of cleaning up residents' contaminated yards, and it needs signed permission from residents just to test the soil. This effort will take enormous community buy-in, but that could be tough, says Lisa Schweitzer, a professor at the USC School of Public Policy. One of the real problems in this is that communities really have no reason to trust government if they haven't done a good job of being a custodian or steward of the industry prior to this. The department says it is working to improve that. Anna Mascareñas is Assistant Director for Environmental Justice. It is about maintaining regular communication.